We're going live here to talk about the spring game that's happening on Saturday. Jamie at Alumni Stadium. What are some of the position battles you're going to want to watch as players battle on the field to figure out who's going to be the number one heading into summer? We got some news and some updates you're not going to want to miss. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash College60 and use code College60 plus free shipping. All right, folks. We are here. We are talking the Jay McGillis spring game is happening this Saturday at 11 at Alumni Stadium. If you are going to be heading down to Chestnut Hill to check out this game, this is an episode you're not going to want to miss. So BC has been practicing for the spring game for about a month now. You you know, they've been installing their offense. They've been installing their defense. They have a new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. But who are some of the names that you're going to need to watch for? What are the the position battles? We're going to get into all of that this week. It's going to be a primer for the spring football game that if you're going, you're not going to want to miss. So let's kick it off. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about our first position battle that I think everyone's going to want to know about. And when you're looking at BC, one of the biggest question marks heading into this season was the offensive line. You had one of the worst outings ever. I, 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 I'm not being hyper. I'm not get, I'm not speaking in hyperbole here. When I say the BC's offensive line last year was probably the worst in school history. I mean, you'd have to really dig to find a pro uh, uh, played as poorly as they did, but they have to turn the page on that. Now they have to move on. And to the credit of the team, they've got an immediate bedrock coming back in Christian Mahogany, who gives you an all ACC slash all American guard at a position that was a revolving door of guys trying to figure out what to do last year and guys that were out of place thrown in because of injuries. There's a lot there. You have drew Kendall and you're hoping Ozzy Trapilo will, uh, evolve you have uh, Kyle Hergel coming in question mark the position battle on the offensive line that I am looking forward to most is the other tackle position and you brought in Logan Taylor an athletic freak from uh, Virginia uh, the University of Virginia he started a bunch last year you know he played he's got experience <clears throat> he was uh, t- I think he was teammates with Emmett Moorhead in high school he's from Canada He's big, he's he's gnarly, he could be your starting tackle. But, but, what Halfley has said, and what has been clear, is that this year, it's not just guys hanging their hats on a position and saying, hey, I'm going to be the starting right tackle. Hey, I'm going to be the backup tight end. It's not working like that. The hope is that there's enough, enough, enough depth at every position that these positions are going to have to be battled out. In this position, this tackle, the right tackle position, is one I'm going to watch for because the other name that I think is 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 jumping up 
is Jude Bowery. And we talked about him on a, a podcast last week. I think <clears throat> if you're watching, this is going to be one that you're going to want to watch for. Bowery has played sporadically last year. So Taylor has more experience. Bowery, though, was recruited originally by Matt Applebaum. He was not a Googs guy when he came in. He's put on, <clears throat> he's starting to get himself into college shape. He was, I think, like 280 last year. Not what you want for a tackle. He's up over 300 now. He's 6'7". He's from a good football program at St. Francis Academy. I think he's going to challenge. And this is going to be a position where either guy could win. Logan Taylor, many presume, is going to be the guy that's going to step in and take it. But I am not selling on Jude Bowery yet. I think this is a kid that could easily have a strong, like wow some folks and, and, and potentially win that position. So that's my first is that left tackle, uh, right tackle position. I think that's going to be one you're going to want to watch for. Secondly, the other, the other position battle that I want to watch for is the backup quarterback position. Now, again, this is something that is, is on paper, something that you're like, Oh, who cares? But, when was the last time BC made it through an entire season with starting quarterback starting every game? I believe it was 2016 with Patrick Tolles. You have to go back seven years to find a year where BC did not have to install a backup quarterback. So the question remains, who's going to be the backup quarterback this year? You have Matt Weavy, who if you talk to the coaching staff right now, it, it sounds like it will be him. That's what they make it sound. And again, practices are are guarded, so you don't get to see a lot of this. But you also have other names to watch for. Peter Delaportis and Jacoby Robinson. Jacoby Robinson's a true freshman. He just stepped on But Halfley said at one of his press conferences, you know, all the recruits were watching him going, who is that guy? Remember, we were just a year and a half ago not even talking about Emmett Moorhead as a potential starter. He wowed at practice. He did things behind closed doors because, again, practices are, are guarded. Put off and off. So, is there the potential that Jacoby Robinson is that talented that he could jump the other guys and become the backup? You need a guy that's ready to go because it only takes one hit in football to be that guy, be forced to be that guy for your team. And right now, I don't know who it's going to be. There's no. There's no Dennis Grossell this year. And I, and I know Dennis Grossell had a, has a bad rep from a couple of years ago, but he was like the epitome of what you would love to have for a backup quarterback, a guy that you just know can take the role and, and run with it. Right now you have a bunch of guys, none of them have experience. And so we're going to get to watch. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch at practice at the spring game. Who can make quicker reads? Who has the better arm? Who can throw things on in, in, underneath and, who can move in the pocket and, and be able to uh, take on pressure. I think all of those are, are going to really lead to who's going to be the backup quarterback. And of course, I'm going to say this again. I would not be surprised at all. If BC goes out in the transfer portal at, on a, after April 15th and possibly looks for another backup quarterback. And that's not a knock on any of these kids. Just remember Halfley's got to win this year. That that's, bottom line right now. We all know that there's no way Halfley is going in without feeling that fire under his butt. To 
you know he's not comfortable. He, he's got to not be comfortable going, oh, I got a quarterback. And then after that, I'm putting my career on the line with a bunch of guys I've never played before. That is why when the first transfer portal session happened, he went after that kid from Vanderbilt, um, right? I forget his, I already forget his name, Will Wright, I think it was, who ended up at Mississippi State. He was almost at BC. So that shows to me that BC, unless they were going to do a position change, they might have been looking for a backup quarterback. And again, folks, I've been told BC is going to be active in this next transfer portal. Um, so keep your eyes open for that. So that could be something else to watch. Now, in our second segment, I'm going to look at some positional battles. Of line, going to look at a defensive side of the hand. I just kind of one of them, and we're going to look at some of those positional battles that are going to be critical and really give you something focused to watch for in the spring game. Now, FanDuel. Let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. If you are looking for your place to make your bet, you need to head over to FanDuel. Okay. FanDuel is the official sports book of the NBA. With grand slams, no hitters, and no double plays back, there's no better place to get in on the MLB action, too. FanDuel's America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So you can do things like... You, I, I love the home run one, so maybe you pick whether... Um, Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run or uh, Raphael Devers is going to hit a home run or the amount of strikeouts that Chris Sale is going to throw. You can get all this stuff up on FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel Sportsbook partner of Major League Baseball. All right, locked on BC, AJ Black here. And we are talking about positional battles here heading into the spring game on Saturday. Now, if you're heading to campus, I, it's a big day on campus. I believe there's a baseball game. There's a softball game. I, I, there might even be lacrosse. There's a lot going on. But check out the spring game if you get to, especially if you're into watching, just, just watching new names and seeing who kind of catches your eyes. I can always remember going to spring games in years passing on who is this guy? And you always find a new name that you may not have been aware of that really catches your attention and maybe ends up playing in the, in the fall when you weren't expecting them to. Now, we already gave you two positional battles that I thought you should watch for on the offensive side of the ball. Let's look at the defensive side. Now, one big position. When you're looking at how the defense is set up, you've got your edge, you get your edge rushers, defensive t- interior, defensive linemen, And there is the possibility that the uh, defensive coordinators could change things around. But from what Halfley said, it sounds like it's going to be similar to the years past. So you're going to expect to have two edges. One of them is going to be Donovan Azaraku. Donovan Azaraku is, is, you can see in his development, he's developing into probably the best defensive player BC has. And I'm not, that's not a knock on the defense or anything like that. He's just, he's starting to catch a lot of attention. And I think he's going to be a name you're going to watch for. It's that other edge. It's the other defensive end. Who's going to fill that spot? Now, Sheeta Salah is back after a, another season-ending injury in which he didn't get to play last year. He's going to look for his final chance at redemption with the potential of starting this year. He's got to have a big year. 
And he's got to be playing with the fire underneath him, just like Halfley is coaching with one because he's losing his, he, he's got to earn it. He's got to be able to go out there, but he's a physical dude. He's six, five. He's big. He's muscular. And I know heading into last year's, <coughs> excuse me, heading into last year's season, Salah was a guy that Halfley thought was going to be a, a, a keystone to that defense. And then he got hurt. He was gone. So Salah has that chance. The other name that I think you're going to want to watch for is Nito Akpala. But it's not just these two. Akpala uh, had a, a pass rush percentage in lim- much more limited snaps than Azaraku that was in the top 10 in the, in the ACC last year. So the ability to get to the quarterback to, to either cause pressure, uh, hit the quarterback, or get a sack. He was in the top 10 last year, which is good. That's what you want to see. Um, he's obviously fast. He's a track star. Um, I, I, I've thought a lot about him, but I'm not sure what he's going to do. So there's those two guys. You add in the third potential defensive end, which is Edwin Kalengi, who we saw in, in uh, bits and, and bursts last year. And you have three potential edge rushers that could jump out and be a starter this year. It's going to be fascinating to see who who's able to do the most in this spring game. And also, you know, a lot of it's behind closed doors, but love to see how Salah's handling things out there. Who What's going on uh, with this positional battle? Because those are three names. Any one of them could get the, the starter snaps. And, and to be fair, last year, defensive ends, they cycled in a lot. As I said, um, Nito Ekpala, he played like 300 plus snaps and with Valdez and, and Azaraku out there, you had bunches of guys out there that could do a lot to, you know, that got rotations and they played different situational plays. and that. So that's my other one. And now my final positional battle that I would love to watch for, and I'm not going to go with the linebackers. I know a lot of folks are worried about the linebackers. I think they're pretty set. You're going to have, Vinny De Palma, Bryce Steele, and Cam Arnold playing mostly out there with some a smattering of Jalen Blackwell. I don't think that's going to be it, folks. I don't think that's a positional battle. Before I get into that, I want to just say while I'm talking about this, I'm going to take a quick sidetrack here. We are now at 907 subscribers on YouTube. 907. We've gained over 200 the last month. You all rock. Thank you all so much. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. If you're even if you're out there saying, AJ, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, but you listen every day. Thank you. And if you're listening for the first time and you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. I want to get to a thousand. I want that. That number is is it's an obsession of mine. Help me out here, folks. Let's get to a thousand subscribers. Let's do this. Let's show the folks up at Locked On who may not think that BC is big, that we have a fan base that can rival some of these other schools. Hit that subscribe button right now. All right, rant over. Back to what positional battle I'm watching for, and it's the safety, okay? I, 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 am, I am pretty confident that Cole Batson will be one of the starting safeties this year. I th- You know, he got thrown in there a lot when Jason Matry was pushed to, to cornerback last year due to injuries. I think Batson will be ready to play. It's the other safety, the strong safety that I think is going to be uh, uh, interesting to watch. Is it going to be Sione Hala? Is it going to be um, Victor? 
uh, the new guy from LIU who I honestly just completely blanked. Uh, Victor Nelson. I, I I don't know why I can't keep that guy's name straight. Is it going to be Victor Nelson or is it going to be somebody else on this roster? You know, they've got a bunch of other guys. Um, uh, Jamira Jones. There's, there's, there's other safeties that they have. Who's going to win that out. And, you know, I, I'm hesitant to think that I, I, my gut thinks it'll be Sione Hala, but who knows? I don't know. He hasn't played all that much. He was supposed to be a linebacker. You know, what, what will he be? And we haven't seen him play live ball yet. So we, like Nelson played for LIU, which up until, you know, last week or two weeks ago, I didn't even know I had a football program because I don't follow NEC football. That safety position is going to be fascinating to watch. And so those are my four. Did I miss one? Sure I did. Are there positional battles that you're looking forward to? Hit me up in the comments. We're going to go over that in the last segment. Love to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe a position you're watching for. Something that you think is like, oh, this guy might jump. And we're not we're not expecting it because every year I tell you, folks, like one of the things I love about college covering college football is you get to follow and you get, you know, because BC only has, uh, you know, accessibility to practice for like 20 minutes a week and you have to go on what the coaches say. You get a surprise every year. Every year you're going to get a guy out there and you're like, I wasn't expecting that. And it's always that that stuff I find fascinating. So who's going to be the who's going to be that surprise this year? We'll have to wait and see. Now in our final segment, I'm going to give you three names. They may not be starters, but they're names I can't wait to watch for in the spring game. You're not going to want to miss it as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Locked on BC AJ Black here. Um, so we're, we're sticking with the spring game, but for those folks that wanted the other things that were going on, congratulations to BC women's lacrosse big win. I think it was weeks that scored the goal with like 10 seconds left to beat number eight, Notre Dame. That was a huge win. And I can't get into I, <laughs> baseball. My God, terrible weekend. They got swept by Louisville. I mean, they had their chances to come back in some of these games. They just weren't able to do it. They fell behind in all three of them. Ugly weekend for BC baseball. They're going to slide in the, in, the, in the polls. They're going to have to figure out how to turn that around next weekend. So that's my thoughts on that. Now, you folks have been asking, and, and you always want to know, like, who are some names? Who are three names of guys maybe we haven't talked about ever? And I, you're like, I want to know more about them. I want to get into some names that you might want to watch for. And they could be second or third teamers in this game. But, hey, that's the fun part, right? So the first name I'm going to show you, tell you to watch for is Nigel Tate. Nigel Tate is a defensive tackle who missed all of last year with an injury. He's enormous. He, I think he was like 320 pounds, uh, but he's also like 6'4", 6'5". So he's big. And I'm not sure where he's going to end up in terms of the depth chart next year. Um, you lost Boozy. And he's kind of the antithesis of Boozy because Boozy was a small little bowling ball. Nigel Tate is kind of a big monster defensive tackle. 
I'm just I'm just waiting to see what this guy does. I, I was I was kind of disappointed last year. I thought he'd play. I was waiting for see what he'd do, and then he did nothing. He was a three star. He wasn't anything special out of uh, high school, but I, I watched enough of his film, and he's one of those guys that played against smaller opponents and looked like a monster out there. So just a name I'm really looking forward to, and we'll see where where he ends up on that roster. He's one I can't wait to watch. Now another, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. One offensive player I'm. I just want to see what he does this year is Ish Zamor. Now Ish Zamor or Ishmael Zamor, if you want to go by his real name, but he goes by Ish is a local wide receiver. He came from, um, from Everett, his brother, Christian Zamor is already committed for the class of 24. He's the only guy committed. He's a six Oh wide receiver, red shirt. Didn't play last year. Big size. He's almost 200 pounds. Um, and I've seen some, uh, game, uh, practice film of him making some catches. The wide receiver room is absolutely stacked, but get me out there with that. Like when you're watching the second team, you're like looking for guys to watch for who better than a local wide receiver to watch for than issues of more, um, really looking forward to seeing what he can do. So he's my second, my third, um, player that I am going to want to watch for is in the secondary. And I'm going to cop out a little bit here and go with a transfer. Alex Washington out of Harvard. I've got big expectations for Washington. We've had him on the podcast already. I think this kid's going to be something special. I want to see him out there against a Joe Griffin or I don't, I don't know. sure even sure Griffin will play. I know he's been hurt this spring a little bit. Or against Ryan O'Keefe. I just want to see what he looks like. This is a kid that played in the Ivy League. But he's big. He's one of the, you know, Halfley brought in a bunch of big defensive backs. These guys are all like 6'2 plus. He's smart, obviously. He went to Harvard. He's got a really interesting backstory. He loves art. I think he's an art major at Harvard. I want to see what he does when he's out there. He's not a name that I think is like brand new. But maybe folks have not talked about him enough. Alex Washington. Let's see what he does. Now, here's our plan for the rest of the week. I, again, we're getting into spring football, and I can't wait to talk more and more about some of the things that are going on. So we're going to have on tomorrow's show the biggest storylines heading into the spring game. On Wednesday, I'm going to give you some potential M- offensive and defensive MVPs. Thursday, some recruiting ramifications. And I'm going to give you on Friday some bold predictions for the spring game. Now, if there's other news, if recruiting or transfer portal news happens, some of these segments might get shut down, uh, trimmed down a little bit so we can hit into some of the big news of the day. But it's been kind of quiet out there, right? Let's, we'll get into all the spring football stuff. Now, one last quick little news item. Kowasi Reeves, the I think he was uh, one of the top uh, transfer portal targets of BC. He was supposed to be on campus last week. On uh, the day he was supposed to rec- um, commit to uh, to to visit Boston college. He's a guard out of Florida. He ended up committing to Georgia tech. Honestly, folks, I I think I was pretty lukewarm when I said it on the podcast. This is a guy that struggles to shoot. He, uh, you know, he's explosive as heck and he's very athletic, but hasn't put it all together yet. He could figure things out, but he could also be a giant risk. And look, I, I have flashbacks of Eli Carter. I don't want another one of those kind of just ruining this offense. We'll have to wait to see what BC gets in the transfer portal. 
Uh, Claudel Harris from Charleston Southern, I think, is still the name to watch. Now, before we head out of here, I want to get into your comments here. And Marty Party is always there. And he says, Kalengi may be coming along strong, too, for that defensive end position. Um, Dan Kent asked, will Bird Ball be out of the top 12, 25 after this weekend? I don't think so. Baseball's a little bit less stingy with that. I think they'll drop probably to the 20s, but I don't think they're going to drop out. Uh, so I, I think they'll be fine. Len Super says, I hope not. Uh, and, oh, Marty Party brought up a good point about the defensive ends. Uh, George Rooks might be there too. I don't know. I'm more fascinated to see where he lines up on the field. He seems he's kind of a tweener. He's like 270 pounds. So he might end up being more like an interior defensive lineman than an edge, but we'll have to wait and see. And then Rodney Halla. Uh, <laughs> Rodney's out here uh, promoting Sione. And I, I, hey, I was already promoting him. I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, so I'm right there with you. And then Marty Party again says, how about Quan Williams? He's going to make some noise. He's bulked up to 312 pounds. So thank you all. Hit that subscribe button right now. If you have not listened to our podcast before um, on YouTube, please go to YouTube. We're, we're pushing towards a thousand and you can make us help us get there too. Okay. Um, and we will have, we'll have a big party if we get there. Like we will have a big celebration or something. So help us get to 1000. This is AJ black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. I love you all. Have a, I hope you all had a great Easter. I did. It was a nice weekend away. Uh, we have a ton of content up at Eagle insider, my site, check that out. We'll be doing basketball talk. We'll be doing football talk. All sorts of good stuff. We got stuff up for Zay flowers in the draft. It's getting crazy over here. Thank you all so much. We'll see you again soon.